The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Wrestling to the Max NXT Review. Welcome everybody to NXT. That is right. W2M is presenting it to you once again and we are so excited. We are going to get into this NXT review and talk about everything that happened on Wednesday, uh, September 13th, 2017. I almost forgot the date, but I just offhand remembered it. So there you go. An exciting time when you kind of lose things when it's live but here we are and i'm excited because we are brought to you by w2mnet.com as well as supported by 411mania.com along with last word on prowrestling.com and hey if you love all the reviews and hearing me screw up the beginning of every single show we do make sure you come check us out on wherever <laughs> you find podcasts which just search out wrestling to the max type that in hit that subscribe button you get all the great content that we have to offer and of course you know once again i I have to have someone to help me along because I am such a screw-up. But I am Gary Vaughn. Along with me is your host, Paul Leeser. hey And, uh, yeah, so once again, Paul, you know, here I am. And, I, of course, every time I get on this thing, I'm like, ah, I got this down pat. I know what I'm going to say. And I think about something else, and it throws everything off. You know, just it's just awful. So I listened to all the May Young Classic reviews and everything that you, Harry, and Patrick did, which was excellent stuff. I, I can't tell you how much I thoroughly enjoyed you guys and everything you presented in those shows. And uh, I just thought to myself, you know why? I, I don't know why I just don't let Paul do the openings for NXT because he does <laughs> such a great job. And every time I get on, I screw something up. So I don't know. We may have to make that change eventually. But uh yeah, you give I mean, me too much credit. Those first two episodes, I goofed on the uh, the intros. I think something fierce, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Honestly, I think the the only thing that if I was going to be you know critical at all, you, you said we were on Spotify, and I wish to God we were. <laughs> oh man, I would be you. I would, I would be on the moon right now. Um, even some of the podcasts out there that get millions and millions of downloads aren't on Spotify yet, and I. I was hoping you were correct, and I looked into it. We were, were not. So. Yeah, but, I, uh, I got that. I think that was the same day we got uh, – Sean told us we were on iHeartRadio. So. <laughs> yeah, and, and that is that it's true, right? We're on iHeart, so at least we know that's a success, and we are super excited to be on iHeartRadio and everything else. So I, I just had to throw that out there that, you know – you did such an excellent job, and I, I love those. If you guys are listening right now to this NXT review and you have yet to watch the May Young Classic or you've watched it and you didn't hear you know, this show that we did, the review shows, which, like I said, those three guys did, it was excellent. So go check them out. They're worth listening to even though you've already watched the entire thing. So anyway – uh enough gloating about that excellent stuff uh that we wanted to kind of share uh let's get into this nxt paul we've got some cool stuff i think to talk about here yeah this is a really story intensive nxt which might have been the reason why i enjoyed this show to- so much uh but they open you have ruby riot coming out to take on the iconic duo and peyton royce and billy Kay. and originally it's just ruby by herself uh working essentially the handicap match that she wanted against them and kind of getting her butt handed to her and then Nikki Cross kind of creeps in through the audience up to ringside 
And from the moment she showed up on my TV screen, I knew what was happening. I'm like, oh, man, I cannot wait to talk to Gary about this. Because Nikki Cross gets on the apron, she tags herself in, she runs wild, not, like just absolutely annihilates the iconic duo, tags Ruby back in, Ruby hits the big top rope senton to get the victory. And I'm just seeing Gary in my mind losing his mind the second Nikki gets in the ring and just starts killing everybody. <laughs> It was one of those beautiful moments that you, you can't believe it's actually happening, right? <laughs> it's that that moment of ecstasy, and uh, here we are. And you know, honestly, this was really uh, and honestly a great little story here without telling the story yet. And this is at the beginning of something that could be very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I look at this and say to myself. I love the beginning of it, right? I, I love the fact that Ruby Riot doesn't go find a tag team partner. William Regal gave her that opportunity, said, go get one. You get a chance to, you know, face off against the dynamic duo. Doesn't do it. She wants to kill him by herself, right? Mm-hmm. She wants to basically do the damage and not worry about finding anybody else. That's the last thing on her mind. And I love that part of the story, right? It's it's true to heart because I think a lot of people in that situation would be in that same exact mind frame of I don't care what I'm going to do. All I do is kill uh, because I'm so angry and so mad at these two. Uh, and, and for the fact that we added Nikki Cross, um, mm-hmm. I think it's so intriguing to find – what's going on here, right? Why in the heck is Nikki doing this? Why is she coming to rescue her and save the day? This is one of the biggest heels in the the women's division for NXT. Mm -hmm. I mean, Nikki has not made any friends, doesn't want to make any friends. Heck, she's made enemies of men in this company Mm -hmm. uh, because she's beaten the crap out of several of them. So I really appreciate this. I love the moments that she came in there, just plastered those two all over the ring, on the outside of the ring. Everything that she did here was really fun. Uh, at the end of the day, though, we still have that question. What's this about? What What does she gain by helping Ruby Riot? And I, I love that question, right? And mm-hmm. I don't know. What, what's your early predictions on that? What do you think about that? Before we dive into that, I feel like it would be a disservice if I didn't mention the complete, utter look of confusion on Ruby's face after she wins, because if you can remember correctly, when Ruby initially joined NXT, she got brought into the babyface side of the war against Sanity with Ty Dillinger, Cassius Ono, and Noe Jose and all that. And so her and Nikki have never really seen eye to eye. They've had these matches against each other. They're not friends. And suddenly you have her come out and... uh sort of being all smiley to Ruby and, and seeming to enjoy the fact that she looks so confused um, as she tags herself in and runs wild and then, you know, quickly leaves after tagging herself out. And, I you know, I don't know where exactly this is going to end up uh, just because how, how do you try to describe chaos to somebody? Uh, other than if you watch Game of Thrones as a ladder. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I really don't know. I think that's kind of why I'm intrigued in this is because you could really get away with almost anything with Nikki Cross. Uh, and anything I think you have her involved with uh, just makes it so much more interesting, especially when she's running solo in the women's division. Not, to, not that I don't love her insanity, but when it's her getting the spotlight, I think she really shines. Oh, I totally agree with that. And it, it, it's... 
it's it's the fact that she's so different than everybody else. And, and you could say the same for Ruby Wright as well, right? And right. It, totally different. Not the same, you know, cookie cutter formula for her. And like most of the, you know, no, I, they've gotten really diverse. So I don't want to say most, but there's a lot in the women's division that are pretty similar, right? They, they have a look, they come out and do their thing, but they're not these kind of odd strange type people like Nikki Cross definitely is and how Ruby Riot purposely presents herself that way. She wants to be different. That's her objective here. It's that punk rock thing. And I think for the fact that we've got a situation here now where just like you mentioned, there's history there and the history is yin and yang evil and good and they're together now for some reason and we don't know why or how or what's going to happen from here uh, but I, I love the interesting part of we could see maybe not Nikki Cross turning into a baby phase. I, mean, I definitely don't think that's going to happen at all but I think it's something where I, I question is she going to try to bring Ruby her way mm-hmm. does she say you should sympathize with me because I sympathize with you for your being different for the fact that you're not getting the opportunities like some of these other people are. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see if that could be the direction we're going to where they're saying, Hey, Ruby Riot, we need some more heels in this division. Uh, yes, you got the dynamic duo, which they, Hey, they, they do a great job, but I have a feeling we're going to get an influx of new talent on this NXT roster of, uh, ladies will be baby faces, mm-hmm. and I could see that's where they could be coming. Now, I, I could be completely wrong, but it makes me wonder if they're going to do a slow burn in that direction. Other than that, I really don't know because I don't see the opposite end of that. I, Nick, there's no way Nikki Cross is a baby face. If she is, they've got to prove to me that it will work. Mm-hmm. I mean, she already gets cheered pretty heavily, uh, so <laughs> I don't know if it would take a lot of work, but I agree. I like her with Sanity. I like her in that group. Um, just because she she can be really as wild as she wants to be without any handcuffs, I feel like. Yeah. See, but here's the thing: I think that they they cheer her, and this is the question we have when the main roster, right? People cheer the bad guys because they love the fact that they're different. They're doing something that's kind of heinous, and it's kind of cheered because why? You know, it's it's kind of cool to see finally someone doing something heinous. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I, I just, if she is a baby face, she's going to have to be a major gray area baby face, right? Right. That's that's my opinion on it. I, I don't think you're going to get bubblegum Nikki Cross and make people care because I automatically right now I'll sit here and say I'm not a game for that. <laughs> she uh, she's worked baby face before out on the indies, but is a completely different gimmick. But I agree. I agree. Uh, so I, I guess before we spend another, because I could probably spend another ten minutes just talking about Nikki Cross, we should move on. Oh, just ten minutes! Come on, another thirty, <laughs> forty-five. But you're right; we should go. Uh, we get a recap of the footage between Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss giving Johnny Gargano uh, a hard time about his loss at the last Takeover special, which has led to a singles match that we're going to get to here in just a second. Uh, we get a promo from No Way Jose, who is basically over Lars murdering people and challenges him to a match next week so rip no way jose uh and that brings us to <laughs> it's true Gargano. though yeah it's absolutely true <laughs> uh johnny gargano takes on riddick moss about seven minutes or so uh, this is fine riddick moss doesn't really do anything for me he's a big guy there's some promise there i think um but his he just looks like a goofy dude 
Uh, I, I don't know. His face is just weird to me. Uh, Johnny Gargano, however, they're telling a bit of a story here where he's trying to find his feet in the singles division, and things really aren't working out for him, um, especially whenever he, ha- he has his submission locked in, the, uh, the Gargano escape, uh, which Riddick Moss manages to make to the ropes to, and he ends up having to put him away uh, with a slingshot spear out of nowhere, basically. I enjoy the Gargano storytelling here. I think that's really about where my enjoyment ends. Welcome back to NXT, yeah. Big Cass. <laughs> I mean, uh, I feel like Big Cass just came back. I, I, and not that I don't like Big Cass, but I, I think that this is almost a situation where I kind of see Riddick Moss as being that type of character, taking that spot in a way because he was so dominant. He was, and of course, you know, Gargano's not a big guy. So it, maybe it just felt that way in this match next week. I'll probably have a different opinion. Uh, but I, I kind of felt like that this was a situation where they really wanted people to get behind Gargano, of course, because mm-hmm. he is the guy playing from underneath and he's doing everything possible to try to, you know, get himself collected after getting beat down. But I, I, for the most part, I think you're right. R- Riddick Moss is so vanilla at this moment, right? There's really not a whole lot there. They try to give you a little personality in that little video package, right, to set the match up. And mm-hmm. still, that doesn't give you a lot, right? right. I mean, it, I, if I close my eyes, Paul, watching or listening to that vignette, I, I'm thinking to myself, who are these fans talking to Garcano? Like, <laughs> these are just two guys that walked out of the stands and like, hey, Gargano, you should have done this. It sounds like a behind-the-scenes footage of that. So they're not really doing a whole lot on that either. So this is, once again, developmental. But I, I think in the ring, just talking about that, I, I think that Moss has a lot left to do. I think they try to make him dominant. I think they want to make something out of him. They're working towards maybe getting this tag division back in order, and they're using Gargano because, well, Gargano's not really doing a whole lot. Mm-hmm. I think it works, but yeah, these are the kind of matches you're going to get as long as Gargano's playing around in that mid card of NXT at the moment. So it's okay. I just I, I'm with you on the Moss situation. I just want Gargano to do more, bigger, better things, though. I think. I, and I think they're going to slow burn it, especially with the situation that they found themselves in after Tommaso's injury. Like they, I don't think they want to move Gargano along until they tell that story. So he might be here for a while, so I feel like this might be a, a good way to go. It's just sort of slowly build Gargano up into a big deal. And then when it feels like he's about to have his moment where maybe he's challenging for the NXT Championship or something like that, here comes Champa to just ruin his day once again, right? I, I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's what I want to see. I don't know if it's going to happen because Gargano could get called up before Ciampa's ready to come back. But, boy, I want to see that moment. No, that would be a huge, huge moment, trust me. And I think it'd be smart of them to do that. And honestly, I feel like they will. Uh, It'd be a big surprise because really, Champ is not really needed right now on the main roster at the moment. It's not a hurry, hurry, get this guy on the main roster situation. So I think we have that hope still. Um, But yeah, I mean, do you really think also this is about not as much just a feud, but Gargano helping Moss along and helping... Um, some of these other guys in this situation, because I, I think the experience against a, a super amazing talent like Gargano obviously makes these guys mm-hmm. better. I absolutely agree with that sentiment entirely. Uh, and, and I think WWE has aspirations for half of the equation here in Tino. Um, obviously, he got featured on Breaking Ground. 
He's got a good look. He's not awful in the ring from what I've seen so far. Uh, but I, I like this tag team in so much as what they're doing right now. And I mean, it's very simple, but you know, you need teams and the great way to get them attention is to maybe feature them against somebody that people are into right now. And that's totally Jordan Gargano. And absolutely. These guys will get better just working him, even if it's for a limited time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And also, like I said, I, I think this is a situation where you're getting a tag team that's getting experience without really having to wrestle a lot of tag team matches. And that's fine. That that at least we get them featured. At least people get to know who they are. That way, when they do do a Dusty Classic or something like that, hey, it's okay. We're happy. Everything's working right because we know who these guys are, and they're facing against maybe you know another team that we like. So, mm -hmm. absolutely. Uh, from there, we get to see the Street Profits squash the Ely Brothers, uh, who are just absolutely giant. I mean, we've seen them before. I think uh, at least once or twice, but. Th their size is really impressive. I kind of like them. I think they have the right look and uh, maybe could be heir appearance to at least what the authors of Pain are doing right now. I don't know if they'll be that good, but the Street Profits for, for sure are still just a ton of fun, and they end up hopping out into the crowd and celebrating with them after the win. And I mean, I think this was an easy sell for the NXT crowd. I'm sure they'll be just as an easy sell for the main roster when that time comes. They just they have bowls and bowls of charisma. You're not wrong about that, and they do a great job in selling that product to everyone that wants to see it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I, I'm super, like, once again, I'm super happy for Angelo Dawkins. Yeah, me too. Uh, I, I, this is a guy that's been around for a long time that really never had that big opportunity. Sure, they would give it to him every once in a while, but he could just never reach that plateau. Mm -hmm. And now he's in a tag team that matters, a tag team that actually could walk onto the main roster sometime. And people would start to be happy and excited about what he's got to offer. And so I'm thrilled about that. Of course, I think they definitely need more seasoning. I think they need to add some more things even to what they're already doing before they get to even thinking about the main roster. But my point in all this is that these guys definitely had a good showing here. The Ely brothers are going to get their stuff, but I think they're definitely a team that's got a lot to to figure out and mm -hmm. right now they're so vanilla they they have to figure out what they can do to get bigger better and to be something more special to the eye and to really grasp on to maybe what they want to be so right. lots of questions for those guys but hey this is experience this is good stuff and you know this was a squash but it, at least it was a fun squash at least the Ely brothers got to have a little offense here mm -hmm. it wasn't all you know just one-sided so I, I was thrilled about it just because it was fun yeah this is a really fun match for sure uh we get a big video package for oscar who of course relinquished the nxt women's championship last week in that big big huge segment to end that episode and then william regal comes on and says that he's gonna let us know in the coming weeks uh about a new or how a new women's champion will be determined uh, we learned, at least after the May Young Classic on Twitter and WWE.com, that Kyrie Sane will be a part of that. She'll challenge for the title at NXT TakeOver Houston. And uh, if you want to talk about spoilers, I can tell you the match if you want to do that. Not the participants, because they haven't finished naming that, but um, it'll be in a Fatal 4-Way. I'll just go ahead and spill the beans there. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's fine. I mean... I mean, and so, I mean, how much of a spoiler is that? Basically, they're going to, next week, they're going to do some more matches, right, to kind of lead up to that? 
Fatal so, 4-Way. I think we have another week of the pre-taped stuff from the last set of tapings before we get to what they filmed today. Uh, okay. And during the tapings today, they filmed two matches to fill the other two out of the three slots left open for that match. So, okay. Um, I, I don't want to get into who won them, but that's yeah, that's that's where they're going. Okay, I was just making sure I kind of understood what direction we were going, how many more episodes we had to before we got to that point. So good. Okay, we're not far. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, hey, I, I, I mean, I think it's excellent. Kyrie Singh gets an opportunity to be in that. She earned it, right? I mean. Right. Going through, uh, you know, a bunch of definitely deserving people in, in that whole contest. Absolutely. So this is going to be exciting. I mean, I, I really am happy that at least they're putting uh, – you know, my fears, remember we talked about this. Oh, no, she's going to immediately get a shot at the NXT Women's Championship, and I, I did not like that idea at all. Um, this is a way better way of doing it, and good job on them. Really happy to see that. Yeah, hopefully by the time we get to that TakeOver event – um, it will feel like, I, I mean, we know Kyrie earned it. We got to watch her across the entire tournament. If you, if you haven't watched it yet, I would recommend it. Uh, Kyrie's matches are all phenomenal and, uh, I, I, everybody else will, will certainly, I felt like they earned it as far as what I've read so far. So stuff Good. to look forward to there. Yeah. Uh, next week we get to hear Alistair Black speak for the first time, which I'm highly interested in. Uh, and then we get Two interviews, one from Wolfgang and one from Pete Dunn about the upcoming UK title match. Wolfgang is uh, ready to just basically win. Pete Dunn doesn't say a damn thing because he's awesome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then we get to the title match. Eight minutes or so, Pete Dunn wins with the bitter end. I enjoyed the work, but never, ever did I feel like Wolfgang had a shot in hell of winning this title. I can't. Before I even talk about that, I can't skip over. Alistair Black is going to talk. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I am praying to God next week I come on this podcast smiling. Okay, <laughs> I'm a huge fan. If you guys have not listened to this podcast before, I love Alistair Black to death. Um, so I'm praying it's great. I'm listening to Paul. Paul's told me he's a good speaker. He knows what he's doing. So I'm trusting Paul. But outside of that, I, I just don't want to lose what I already know. So, uh, but anyway, uh, yes, this match, I mean, you're right. Pete Dunn had it pretty much the entire time, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I do want to say I appreciate the fact that we had Wolf, um, oh my God, Wolfgang, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know why I keep, I, the, my problem is I have sanity on the mind, so I keep wanting to say Alexander Wolf. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe it's the whole Nikki Cross beginning of the show. Uh, but anyway, yes, Wolfgang did a great job, uh, at least being a great competitor in this. I, I think that they did some good things with him. Uh, but you're right. There's a reason that they had Pete Dunne in this, is because they want to keep him in there, keep him, you know, basically around people to see who the UK champion is, and to have these good matchups. And I think that these two guys worked well together. It, it may have been apparent that Wolfgang wasn't going to do anything when it comes to winning, but what he did do is make me have at least a little excitement to know when they ever do a UK show. We get these kind of matchups, and they'll be fun, they'll be good and interesting. And the quality you got out of this match was. A pretty decent quality. Uh, they could have definitely had a lower end and kind of just halfway did it. So mm-hmm. I think they definitely showcase some good talent here. And I, I was happy with it. I really didn't have a problem with it, honestly. No, I didn't either. Like I said, the work was fine. It's just it, it was never from the from the instant they came out through the curtain. I didn't feel like Wolfgang mm-hmm. was going to win. So 
You know, it, it's it's funny because Wolfgang is that guy that he's big, he, he looks tough, but even when they were doing the UK uh, tournament, I, I honestly never in a million years thought that guy would win the tournament. Mm-hmm. He doesn't have that that luster about him yet. <laughs> and I, I kind of always look at him as, hey, that's a contender, but never a winner. Right, right. Uh, and, and he just doesn't have that edge that I think Mustache Mountain or Pete Dunne or uh, Danny Birch, who's really, I think, been the only other UK guy they've really featured coming out of the UK tournament earlier this year. Uh, those four feel like they have an edge. And Wolfgang is just, he's got a W hand sign, and he howls. And I know he's athletic for a big guy, and I know he's capable of a lot, because I've seen a few of his matches from Insane Championship Wrestling. But I, I haven't seen that transfer over yet. And that's that's a little disappointing. But it's, it's a guy they've been pushing pretty heavily, too. So you're right. Mm-hmm. Contender... Not a champion right now. Yeah. Um, and before we move on to the post-match stuff here, which is the important part, uh, what? give me the odds. What do you think? Al- do you think Aleister Black maybe speaks in tongues? <laughs> if he does, uh... <laughs> I, I, that could be a possibility. Um, but my, uh, I don't know. I don't think that they do that immediately. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, I, that's <laughs> that, you know, they did a lot of out of left field things in tonight's NXT. That's going to go way out of left field yeah. uh, <laughs> next week. So does he come in and talk like, you know, warrior? Maybe, maybe he's ultimate warrior talking about the stars, the moon and, whatever else i could see that but not the whole tongue thing that would be a little odd now if it did if they did it creepy and they did you know barely a light on him it was a really dark room and he started doing that okay i'm buying into it immediately because i'm scared to death yeah (laughs) um but no i don't think that's happening (laughs) i don't i don't think so either but i thought it was a funny mind uh, a funny idea had come to mind while you were talking about it so (laughs) Uh, I'm sure it's happened in his indie career. I'm, I'm sure you'll say Tommy N did this all the time, and I I'm like, be oh, shocked. Honestly, I haven't seen all of his work, but <laughs> okay, boy, <laughs> he, he does allude to some pretty serious stuff. Anyways, uh, Adam Cole, Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly show up. They have a name for them now, although they don't announce it here. They have a shirt out uh, with these guys' names on it, with the Undisputed Era on it. And uh, after they walk away from handing Wolfgang his ass, and Pete Dunne teases a run in to save him even though he runs in just to grab the strap and run away. Uh, you you have uh, Bobby Fish screaming that, you know, they're undisputed, it's their era, it's all this time. So you kind of get a little nod to it there, but that that is the apparently the official name, is the undisputed era. You have Mustache Mountain, Tyler Bate, and Trent Seven come down uh, and have a nice little stare down with the, uh, with the opposing trio before the show fades out. And there's a segment on .com where Mustache Mountain is interviewed, and uh, they challenge Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly to a tag match next week, which I am super stoked for. Yeah, that is going to be a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I am excited. And it makes for sense for Pete Dunne not to be involved. Sure, Pete Dunne was involved in the beginning of this little foray, um, but, I mean, I... I He's just too amazing. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> like him, you know, getting into the fight, then of course gets help from a guy that's really not his friend, escapes, and then says, "You know what? I'm going to get back in there." And then you think he's going to help, and then he just gets his title yeah. <laughs> and just takes off. What the heck? I love it. It's amazing. So once again, 
uh, William Regal, you've been reborn through Pete Dunn. Uh, <laughs> and, and Pete Dunn is amazing, amazing man. So great stuff with him. But I, I, I'm super excited. These UK guys facing off against the Undisputed Era. It, it'll be a great match, and I, I'm really looking forward to it. I still don't know about the Undisputed Era name. Mm-hmm. I still will wish, in a way, they could have still pulled something away from the Ring of Honor. Like, even just, the, you know, maybe radicals of homage or something stupid but i i I, I just wish it was something that would be kind of ring of honor just to joke with people to screw with their heads you know Mm -hmm. um just this those roh letters at the beginning of something else so but you know i get it you don't want to be doing that type of stuff i I just my corny sense of humor the undisputed era though what do you think about that name just just thinking about it you know i I get what they're going for, right? You have WWE trying to pocket time into quote-unquote eras now, right? Um, and you have all these different ones, and them thinking they're the spark of something new, I think is very cool. Uh, and it works in WWE mythos. Honestly, though, as far as just naming goes, I think it's a little silly. I kind of just wish, like, if they wanted it to be something like that, just call them Undisputed. I think that's a great name. Uh, yeah, I, in fact, when I was listening to the commentary, I swear at one point that's what they refer to him as is Undisputed. Mm-hmm. And then later on here in the Undisputed Era, and I was like, ah, that last part, I wish they would have just kind of left that away. Uh, just Undisputed, it works. It's easier for people to say that keeps in their mind. Um, I, now, maybe there's a problem with just using Undisputed. Maybe it's hard to trademark. Probably something you know? like that. Yeah, so I'm sure that was a big part of this whole situation. Mm-hmm. Um, but at least, you know, they can probably refer to themselves as the Undisputed and get away with that. But on their shirts and stuff, Undisputed Era will be what it is. So we'll see. Um, but, you know, I, I'm looking forward to actually seeing these guys in action. I, I don't know about you, Paul. I complained about it last week, and you're like, just hold off, hold on. But I'm just saying I want to see these guys in action. I finally want to get a chance to, to see everything I've been waiting for. Yeah, I mean, if if you had um... – well, I'll just say you will soon to be rewarded too, based on this evening's tapings too. So, <laughs> oh, Paul, man, you spoiler alert! No, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna read them. Oh, I'm gonna let you do that. But yes, I can't <laughs> wait. Now, thank you. Hey, at least everybody out there, along with myself, if you haven't read spoilers, we can be excited. Yeah, I got to assuage fears, Gary. That's what people are here for. <laughs> oh, thank you. At least you know that if there's anything good that comes out of reading spoilers, that's one of them. Yeah. That's the next tea for this week, though. It is a great episode. I, I highly recommend it. The main event is worth your time. So Definitely. And I'm looking forward to seeing what we got in store for us next week. And I hope you guys are, too. And once again, we will be back with you guys and ready to talk some NXT. So come back and tune in. Of course, we're available every Friday morning on the download for you guys, along with all of our other great shows. That's right. We have, of course, you know, Monday Night Raw, SmackDown Live, 205 Live. And along with this NXT review we do every week, you want to come and check them all out because, trust me, they are worth the time and they are super in-depth and What's going on in the world of WWE? Uh, also, don't forget, we have a Wrestling of the Mac shows. Those are really awesome, too. That You don't want to miss those because there's tons of news in them. Plus, we talk about some of the other promotions that you don't get to hear about, like Ring of Honor. We get into Lucha Underground, along with Global Force Wrestling. So, lots of cool stuff. And New Japan in there, too. I, I don't want to skip out. New Japan is discussed pretty heavily on this show. 
so make sure you tune in if you are a big New Japan fan. So there you go, guys. Really excited about having you guys join us for all the other great content. W2Mnet.com. Also, don't forget to go subscribe at Wrestling to the Max wherever you get your podcasts, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, wherever it is. And once again, thanks to Formula1Mania.com, along with LastWordOnProWrestling.com. I am Gary Vaughn, he is Paul Leeser, and we'll catch you guys down the road. Have a good one, guys. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment.